0: You're listening to Above Ground Podcast, Episode 114 The Fire Inside with Carl Waggett.
1: Disclaimer The host of this podcast, Timothy Patrick and Will Foley, are by no means medical professionals. However, having lived experience with mental illness themselves, they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis. By sharing their stories, they hope to create connection. By creating connection, they hope to help you find your purpose. And through purpose, we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast.
2: Are you ready to lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Fully and Timothy Patrick. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast Interviews. You know who I'm with? I'm with TPP.
1: You down with TPP?
2: Yeah, you know me. What's up, Timmy? How we doing this fine Sunday morning in May for Mental Health Awareness Month, huh? Where it's it gets a whole month. Where here it's three sixty five, seven twenty four. You know what I mean? It's like it
0: is. so. It's no different for us, man. You know we we live it day to day. You know another we day live, at the office. Walk walk it. We talk it. We, we do it all, man. We do it all. Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're actually blessed today with uh, Carl Waggett. He is the host of The Bunker Room, uh, PTSD Bunker Gear for Your Brain, which you can also find the page on Facebook. Um, he is a huge mental health advocate, uh, storyteller, um, firefighter, firefighter for the city of Cambridge, Ontario, and uh wearer of awesome t-shirts.
2: Yes, he is.
1: <laughs> Carl, welcome, my friend. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. This is great. It really is. I, I I really do appreciate any kind of dialogue where people are are talking about mental health like you guys are. It's incredible.
2: Awesome. 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 Let's just jump right in, man. How did you how did you find your way into being a mental health advocate? Like what?
1: You know what? I'll be honest with you. I've, I've forced gumped my way through this entire process. I really have. Um, I, you know, I, I think the, the the most shocking thing is when you think you've got life entirely figured out and then life taps you on the shoulder and goes, you really don't have a clue. Like, you, I know you think you do, and that's fantastic. And that's really what happened to me with mental health. Um, as far as I was concerned, mental health was something that you did to get the summer off. You know, you started having bad dreams in May and then they usually cleared up around October, November, right? But the problem is, is that when you make fun of something and you don't believe in something and then it attacks you, well, it it gets much more ground because you are patronizing it the whole time.
2: Wow. That's, I'm I'm actually, dude, that was most, I've never heard anybody put it that way. And I never would have put those two things together because you think about that where like suicide, for instance, Like when I was in my teens, late 20s, I said, oh, I'll never get that down. I will always be able to overcome whatever it is. But then you don't realize it until you're hit in the face with a fucking crisis and you're on the floor in a heap. You don't understand like by patronizing it and ignoring it or or minimizing it. Like that's the stigma of it all, right?
1: Yeah. You know, it gives you a false bottom. Is what it really does. And you know, it's like, you know, I, I don't I don't watch a lot of sports on TV, but you take the UFC fighting. Okay. Can you imagine being locked in a cage with something like that? An absolute <laughs> And, and you stood there going, Yeah, well, you're silly and you're stupid and your <laughs> ears look funny and your nose is all banged in. That that other that other competitor is going to come across and destroy you while you're making fun of it. Now, I was the one making fun of mental health while it was destroying me. But the problem is, is I'm also going to work uh, because in the fire service, like we all kind of suffer from it. And I fell into the whole thing. Well, at least I'm not as bad as Ted over there or I'm not as bad as John, right? So this mental health kept getting ground and getting ground and getting ground. And until people start to look at it as a war, the problem is, is it will continue to grab ground as you point fingers at everybody else, saying how bad everybody else is. It, I, I think, the real battle with mental health, and this is why it attacks North America the way it does, is the only way to truly defeat it is to understand yourself.
2: Right, and we don't want to ignore. I mean, especially in this, especially south of you here, we don't, and I, we don't want to like look at ourselves, and it's so hard to look at ourselves.
1: So much easier to point the finger at everybody else. Right, and I think I got to the point where I thought, you know what, not not everybody can be wrong, right? I, I'm arguing with everybody, I'm fighting with everybody, and and that was the other thing, as far as I was concerned, mental health looked like it did in the movies. You know, you know, some gentleman came and in, in nice white outfits and took you away to a nice comfortable hotel, which was a hospital, and that's what mental health looked like. I I had no idea that people with mental health walked amongst us, right? Yeah. I, Idea that people work a 40 hour work week and suffer with mental health. I didn't even think that was a thing. Right. So, well, Do we that. all, have, I'm, I'm with you.
2: We all have mental health. I think we mean mental illness, though, walking around with a mental illness as opposed to walking around mental health.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No, you know what? You'll have to excuse. I'm a firefighter. I break stuff for a living. So the words <laughs> I muddle up, I do, I do. But you're absolutely correct. That's right. You know, if you, if you're having this mental illness, as, as far as I'm concerned, mental illness put you completely out of the game. So I all of a sudden found mental illness as, well, this person's being annoying and this person's being annoying. Uh-huh. Not looking at the fact that I can't find any peace. Can't find that's,
2: any peace. that's what the what best. I That is the best way, man. Like you can't find peace. There's no peace to be had.
1: Well, this is what kind of steered me into substance abuse, right? Because when things get very, very loud up here for Carl, I want to find things that quiet it. Uh, Regardless if that's drinking, if that's drugs, if that's buying stuff, if that's distracting myself with food, whatever, it really doesn't matter, right? But the problem is I didn't look at it like this. I thought, well, you know what? I'm sick of thinking about this, so I'm going to go do this instead. I didn't know there was an option to sit with what you actually thought about. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. I love it. That was an option, right? And, and going to talk to somebody about it, well, what do they know about firefighting? Well, I'm not going to a psychologist to learn how to breach a building. I'm going to a psychologist to understand why when I go into a crowded room, I feel panicky because i understand that i can i can handle the feeling of panicky of course i can i can like anybody i can handle the feeling of panicky i think what happens when your quality of life really really takes a step up is when you go i don't want to anymore okay whatever this is making me feel panicky i'm going to fight that instead all right because i'm i'm fighting everybody else which i have no problem doing that's fine right i'm a firefighter <laughs> most people in in our line of work but I'm getting sick of arguing with people. And the problem is, is when you're good at it. Right? <laughs> you're a fast talker and, and you can argue. Everybody loves winning a fight. I can say from experience, win a thousand fights, you're not going to feel any better. So the only reason I started advocating for this mental health was not because when I believed in it, was because I realized that, you know what? 80% of the people I work with suffer with some capacity of this. Somebody whether it be um, not being able to sleep. I mean, the US government defines torture as sleep deprivation, right? And and we put ourselves through it every single day, not thinking for a second is doing anything to us, right? So by saying to everybody, look, I don't don't have any solutions. I'm a firefighter, okay? I, I never studied any of this stuff. But what I do in the fire service is I get really, really sick and hurt people to really, really smart people. I've never saved anybody. Right. When you oh, I've saved lives. I've done. no, there's a team of people. Okay. There's like eight or nine people just in the fire service. Never mind the, the ambulance, never mind the police directing traffic, never mind the surgeons that operate. So I've never saved anybody ever. Okay. I get really sick people to really smart people. And that's all I do with mental health. All right. I never claim to be able to fix anything.
2: Well, here's the thing though. You know what you've saved. You've saved yourself. Mm. And 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 yeah, you know what I mean? And and so that dude that speaks volumes that yeah. you could that you could at least figure out where the bottom where you hit bottom. Did, have you hit
1: bottom? Well, you know, this this is it. I mean, if you you want to make if you want to make God laugh, tell him your intentions. Right. right. <laughs> You've got everything figured out. Um, Listen, let's put it this way. I've gone down as far as I want to. I'm sure it goes much deeper. Like I've I've seen people on TV. I've seen people dig themselves into holes. Yes, life can get a lot deep, but I think it gets to that point where you have that choice to say, "I'm not going any further."
2: Yeah, I think that the bottom is. I think that the bottom is death for a lot of people that suffer from mental illness.
1: That's right. Yeah, you know, and 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 this is it. is is it's, it's so unfortunate that you're right. That that's that's the end game.
2: Yeah, that's I, a sad that's a scary end game
1: yeah and I, I really think the whole mental health is, is the greatest con artist of all time because <laughs> I've listened to this voice say it's never getting any better like it's just it's not it's, it's going to be like this for the rest of your life and the problem is is that until you can get above that kind of mentality that's hard to fight that like I've fought that for many years and, and people there are people out there that fight it their entire existence
2: yeah absolutely
1: right and to to know there's an option that you don't have to live with that what that does is that it it infuses hope into people okay you don't said to fix somebody like you don't that's that's the greatest thing about the human mind And when you understand how the human mind works is that once you start to inject hope into somebody they go hey you know what wait a minute maybe i don't have to feel like this for the rest of my life all right okay look and you know what if there's one thing people love to do is they love to They love a comeback story, right? Oh, yeah. All love a comeback story. So if you can show somebody there's a path, everybody works. Everybody's, you know, everybody pushes through. But if you can show an actual path that, wait a minute, okay, so this is how we're going to attack this. And for me personally, it was a lot easier to know that I only had to fix myself instead of fixing the world. Okay. Well, you can't
2: fix Right, you can't fix anything outside of yourself because that's the only thing that you can fix.
1: But control is such an illusion. Look, I can't control what's going to happen to my body in the next five minutes. I don't know what's going to happen inside my body in the next five minutes. How can I control a room? It's ridiculous. I, and that's be- a, I, I think just saying that and accepting
0: the fact that you you can't not only accept your body in five minutes, but you know you can't control a room, I think just saying that knowing that is so... Uh, it's so inspiring. Just freedom. It's actual freedom for your for your own,
1: you know? Yeah, and, you know, by, by no means have I come to this epiphany, okay? I think when you go to a not, enough emergency scenes, and when everybody thinks fire department, they think massive fires, they think all this. No, think about a medical call where somebody's scared and they get angry and they start yelling. You realize how little control you have in a room like that. Okay, you get a real picture of, okay, I have no control over anything, like nothing, like there's nothing. I I don't care what uniform I have. I don't care how many bars I have on my shoulders. I don't care what rank I get to. The fact of the matter is, is that there's, there's much more going on out here, right? There is. And when I started to understand mental health a little bit more, well, I, I understood there was more options, right? Because I, I did the option of hiding in the basement. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) not because I was afraid, please, you have to understand this. It was more control. Okay. Well, that's what I, yeah. And that
2: is, I think that's part of, that's part of the issue is that as humans, we want to feel like we have control. And I think that the, the staircase out of the proverbial, like, if you look at growth in, from childhood to adulthood as a staircase, if your if your first stair is already, you know, dinged up, and you go to the next stair and the next stair and you can't reach, you know, if you're missing three or four stairs, you're already behind the eight ball as it is.
1: Yeah. What so, be a beautiful way to put it. Yeah.
2: And so it's hard to find like it's it's hard to imagine like not being able to get up that staircase or even realizing that there is a staircase to get up
1: true and you know i i really look at the the mental health because i deal with the, the ptsd depression and anxiety right and i really look at it as an enemy all right the one that you're fighting in war and one of the most incredible things that this mental illness does to an individual is it takes away your ability to have any opportunity all right and this is what crushed me all right, is the fact that I'm always going to feel down. I'm always going to feel like this. I'm always going to feel this way. So I couldn't see any opportunity. So those stairs that you're talking about, right, even though they're right there in front of me, I never felt like I could climb
2: them. Well, right, you can't turn the light switch on to see them.
1: Nah, there's no point. And, you know, I'm certainly not talking anybody down, but then when they say, hey, you should reach out for help. There's lots of help out there. I don't know a single person that asks for help that doesn't think they need it, right? If you don't think your leg is broken, and it hurts you're not going to go get help for it
2: right and you're and you may not even know to get help for it
1: oh no especially when you have an entire society going you need to suck it up and look at ted over there he's got it much worse than you so we, we start to understand that everything is based on this just keep going right and especially in the emergency services there's a team it's a team there's no doubt about it mental health is an individual game it is and it takes a lot of self-confidence. Like, you know, w- what we do in the emergency services, we give, we help, okay? Somebody calls us to do a roof or to help move a couch. Buddy, we're in, right? matter mm-hmm. how tired we are. We could have just come off a 24-hour shift. It doesn't matter, right? Now, you take that same individual and say, I need an hour just to collect everything. Just sit by myself for a little bit. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't help you do the roof today. That would kill an individual like me but this is what's needed in mental health. It's needed, right? It's understanding that if you don't give back to yourself, you can't give to anybody. Like you're done. You're finished.
2: Well, you right? can't, you I can't got- get, you can't get water from an empty, empty well. You just, there's.
1: Yeah.
2: oh, we all try. We all keep pumping the well and then you might get a drip. You might actually get a, you know, a short little flow, but most of the time you're just flushing the toilet because you're not going to get anything.
1: Yeah. And this is why I, I I do do the advocate thing as much as I do, because unfortunately now I've been, I've been cursed with understanding this mental health. All right. Because I used to look at somebody losing their mind in a store and think that guy's an asshole. Right. But now I understand that they suffered with stuff. Right. So the problem is, is now I've gone from, ah, oh, that guy's an idiot and whatever to, I, I really feel for that person. All right. And if I'm able to explain some of this, then they can make their life a little bit better. You know, and as the old saying goes, charity starts at home. You know, everybody's out there trying to help everybody. But you know what? If you feel better yourself, it's amazing how you interact with people.
2: A- absolutely. So true. Absolutely. So true. Right.
1: It goes back
0: to what Will said earlier when you were talking about, um, you know, your, your 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 kind of perception that you don't necessarily save people. And, you know, Will said you you kind of save yourself. And in doing that, you can actually work to help others a lot more. and. Better, I guess, on a a higher level.
1: Well, Tim, Tim, that's so perfect because look, our brain works a certain way, and when you start to explain it that way, that's when people go, "Oh my goodness, that makes so much sense." But that's that light bulb moment when we start to open another pathway in the brain where you go, "There's another option. I never thought about that before." Right? I thought my only option was to keep (laughs) arguing with people and work till I retire, and then I'll be happy. (laughs) <laughs> yes that's the right. mentality like I, it, it is finish line they're they're all trying to get to retirement they void out an entire decade from 50 to 60 that's how unfortunately that's a lifetime for some people
2: yeah I'm, absolutely man because some people don't even get to hit 50 like i'm i just turned 49 uh, a few months ago and okay. I, i'm staring at 50 and 50 scares the shit out of me it really does <laughs> because because I still think of 50 in my 22-year-old brain going, You're over the hill, you're this, you're that. Oh my God, look at you. You're still you haven't accomplished this or you haven't done that. And and I think that we do that with our mental health too. Cause again, like you said, comparison is to death. Look at Ted. Ted's Ted's got it worse than you. We compare like Tim calls it, the negative Olympics, man.
1: Oh how how true is that and you know it's incredible once again our brain does that when i was 22 right i looked at 50 and they're they're done like they're just they're they're being put on the iceberg they're on (laughs) the yeah yeah (laughs) but that was in the 90s i mean you think about how medicine has advanced look at your cell phone how that's advanced over the past 10 years well look at what we're doing now It's so true. Right. So, you know, for me to have that mentality or you to think that 50 is over the hill, I hate to say it, but with the way everything advanced, 50 is actually the new 30.
2: It is. But it's scary because that that actually puts the responsibility on you to do something with it.
1: I know. And you know what I which I think is incredible, because as they say, there's no there's no there's no growth in the comfort zone there if you're willing to push for it. You know, if people realize that, wait a minute, I, I don't mind working hard if I know I'm going to get something, but I hate working hard if I don't think I'm going to get it.
0: (laughs) Yes. yes. But it's funny. It's funny though, because the same people that say that will have no problem going to like a casino and just throwing their money and gambling it away, you
1: know? right? Once again, (laughs) they know what to do to trigger people to get them to do stuff. But you're right. That happiness, it's right there. Right. And with shows like yours and, and educating, well, I hate to say it, men of my age, because as far as we're concerned, it's just look, you either hit the lotto or you're not going to be happy. Right. That's, <laughs> and that's the way I always thought. Right. But there's a very, very interesting thing about that. If if money equaled happiness, nobody rich would ever choose would ever choose suicide
2: no absolutely i mean well look said. at look at somebody like kate spade uh recently
1: sorry yeah it, it's proven right
2: right oh absolutely
1: we're understanding that the money the money the money motivates people to work more which is brilliant and it stimulates the economy and it gets people to buy stuff and it gets that but what's a byproduct behind mental health this system of our economy if you will has been going maybe what 50 years 60 years how long have humans been around
2: Oh, hundreds of years.
1: <laughs> okay. So we've, we're in rough shape, right? Because we can, I mean, China themselves, 5,000 years worth of history. Right? And an
2: amazing history too, man. Look at some of the stuff that's come out of there.
1: Absolutely. So you look at meditation, you look at stuff like this. Now you look at our economic drive and how our economic machine works. The human factor that drives it could only handle like 50, 60 years of it. The pressures are incredible. I mean, my God. I mean, people are coming out of school now with mortgages.
2: (laughs) Yeah, essentially. And and they don't even have a job.
1: Right. So, you know, we we take that, and now there's a big shock because, well, mental health is an issue. Look, if you (sighs) have a car, okay, and you rev it at 8,000 RPM for 10 years, what's going to happen to it? The engine blows. But we're shocked when a a human— Love it. Love it. —and starts having this— Look, we don't know what the byproduct of too much information is, but we're finding out my niece, who is 12, will talk to me about currents in the ocean stopping and therefore melting ice caps and flooding New York City. I can't argue with her. She's- <laughs> but what is a 12-year-old doing with that info?
2: Well, so- they're internalizing it, and it's creating, it's creating anxiety
1: yeah because so I, their
2: future is at risk
1: man exactly and they're fully in their right to turn to their parents and say you need to save the planet and the parents are going i'm trying to pay the mortgage so we're in this terrible thing where you know everything's pounding in but we have this old mentality of mental health is it, it, it's not it's not real not real i was just gonna say that Carl. Sure. that
0: that real. was awesome like i i i'm pretty sure i can speak for will that was Super well said, and we agree 110%. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah,
2: I'm getting chills.
1: You're looking at a guy who fully believed in a system, okay, and fully believed that if you were just tough enough to keep pushing, you would win, and I get to the end of this 10,000-mile road, and it's a dead end. Shit. <laughs> now I've got to walk back. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every person that I went, you're soft and you're soft and I'm right, and I've got to walk back up that road. But the thing is, is I have my kids and Miss Jackie, my significant other, and they're worth that humiliation. So no different than anything in life, if something scares me, I run at it. So I took this mental health that I got stamped with, which the fire department wasn't very happy with, and I started to show. Because if something scares me, I run at it as fast as I can and hope it blinks, right? I hope if it doesn't, I'm in trouble, but most of the time it blinks, right? House fire, car accident, mental health show, whatever. It's the mentality, right? You make
0: it look good too.
1: Well, it's all fear-based. <laughs> it's all fear-based. I can Look, I can assure you for the first four months, five months that I did PTSD bunker gear for your brain before every episode I threw up outside. No Well, yeah, I mean, because look, here's the thing. I'm either going to be dubbed as crazy or I'm going to prove that this is a problem. So which one is it going to be? I love that. Die that crazy guy that couldn't handle the fire department. Or I'm going to show everybody that, look, there's a reason. Okay. Half of our department, 50% of our department is divorced. Okay. There's a reason that we make fun of substance abuse because we don't know how to fix it. We don't. Like we'll have guys showing up drunk to work. What, what are you going to call cops? Is that what you're going to do? They're your best friend,
2: right? And they're and they're also trying to they're also trying to medicate themselves. Well,
1: hey, I, exactly. It's a self medication. Look, you feel pain, you want to get rid of it. Okay? Yeah, That's, pain
2: is uncomfortable.
1: Right. Exactly. So I guess I I got to the point where I went, okay, look, fine. You know what? I can either be dubbed as nuts. That's cool. Whatever. Or I can show you what is happening to all of us. Because I don't care how aggressive people are. Nobody likes to fight all day.
2: Well, nobody has no. the strength to fight all day.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It does. It takes it takes a lot of energy to be angry. You gotta be strong to be angry. Like, it's like
0: you. It's really- like you said. You, you, you have
1: a, a car or truck, or
0: whatever, a vehicle that you're revving at. You know, eight thousand. I I and, and to be honest with you, I use will knows. I use that example a lot because I say talking about self-care, if you own a vehicle, car, truck, whatever, you know, you 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 do the routine maintenance on it. You check the the, uh, the air in the tires. You change the oil. You change the filters. You put gas in it and you try to, you know what I mean? The same thing goes for your body, but nobody wants to pay attention to that part of it. They think it's, I don't know what they think, but it, it's like, it's not, it's not, um, you know, something that's on the hierarchy of needs.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
2: That's all good with the dog no worries.
1: I apologize. <laughs> no, you're good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty incredible what what Carl is sharing with us because not not very often do you get a guy of his of his expertise in his field that has had the experience that he's had that is literally gone that has walked the walk, talked to talk and and just like has learned so much about not only himself but just us in general,
0: yeah, agree, agree. I mean, and I know he wants to be humble and say that you know he's never saved anybody, but I I, I tend to disagree.
2: Yeah, you know, dude, just- I, I I definitely think you've saved some some people. Not, if you haven't saved as anybody is part of your team in your professional career, you have certainly saved them with your show.
1: Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because it is a it's a thankless line of work is mental like, <laughs> yes it is oh oh we know <laughs> yeah look all the people okay that i help at my fire department will be the exact same ones sat around the coffee table going oh look at this guy milking the system you know what i'm here i'm here working i'm here doing it here's the thing i can be as tough as them that's cool all right no problems there i want more out of life Okay, it's simple, right? Like I you you got the job, and you know what? Like I said, 50% when I when I went off with PTSD depression anxiety, 50% of our department were separated, divorced. So do you think the other 50% of the marriages are happy? Like I'm sorry, but it gets to a point that you you see people retire from work. They don't retire from their life. And I'm watching an entire society push their, or their entire workforce, push their family so they can handle what they see at work. And I I propose that we have information with really smart people that state that you can keep your family and still see the stuff at work. What a deal. Right? Yeah, kudos, kudos to you. You, well, you know what? Like I said, I I love when the odds are against me, and you know what? It's even better when somebody dislikes me, and I'm trying to help them. Right? That's it's almost better for me, right? Because You're like a wounded animal, huh? It's it's the end game, right? And <laughs> when when you when I've been on the other side of of the cool kids, and I've seen how they treat mental health, why, well, guys? I already knew what was coming. There was a reason I was throwing up outside before every show because i knew what was what they were watching what they were saying what was going on and how this was spreading but i think it comes to a point where in life you you do have to stand for something at some point i think and i i've seen what happens to people who don't stand for stuff and they kind of dance through the raindrops those guys never win ever
2: no but they get they get drowned
1: eventually they get stomped out eventually right the individual that stands up and goes, No, you know what, I'm gonna take a punch in the mouth for this. I know I am, but at the end of the day, all right, they can hate me for the rest of their life as long as they have the rest of their life. Please, I'll be I'll be good with that. Hate me forever. Call me a wimp, call me whatever, as you sit around a table and enjoy your family's company. Because there's lots of guys who don't have that. All right. A lot of well people- in this line of work, that on their tombstone will be written, I was right. Congratulations. You won every fight.
0: <laughs>
1: right, And you still didn't get out alive. I've seen lots of guys like that. You know, congratulations. You were the toughest guy in the fire hall. You're also the loneliest now you're retired. Why do they all move away? I don't know why. But a lot of these guys that serve in the emergency services, they cannot get away fast enough. I want to make it so they don't have to. Look, I I know from working in the city that I grew up in that, okay, one of the main things for PTSD is avoidance, all right? So when the psychologist asked me, do you avoid things? I'm like, no, I don't avoid things. Are you kidding me? I run at stuff. You got to be joking, right? But what I don't realize is that when I'm driving around with my kid, okay, do I really want to drive by a house that I went to a really bad call at? No, you don't. I'll go down another street. Okay, great. Well, we do that. We do
2: that as people. Like we do that when we break up with somebody, we do that when there's a bad memory, we avoid like avoidance is, is, is is, is like leather to us. You know what I mean? It's protective, but it doesn't until, cause it lets the rain in. It's and not waterproof. What,
1: and what people don't realize, and I didn't realize is I thought of avoidance as one call. What happens when you serve 15 years in a, in a city? That's a lot of houses. So guess what? Carl just doesn't go out anymore, but I'm not avoiding anything. It's my choice. <laughs> See what I mean? Right. It's your
2: choice. Right. I'm
1: ultimate salesperson. I'm never, look, I, I can go anywhere I want. I'm a free ass man. The fact that I've spent the past four years in my basement never going out, my choice. <laughs> it's not my choice. Right, but the fact is, is not understanding how the brain works, I'm convincing myself that staying in the house is okay, and that the whole world is nuts, and I don't want to hang out with them, anyways. The world is beautiful, it's like they say heaven and hell, it's the same place.
2: Yes, it is. Absolutely.
1: You're not gonna find one or the other. So just no, because you have to have both of them to to have the other. You live in both, okay. Right. So if you're sat there going, I'm in hell, I'm just in hell,
0: but you're not. Okay. You're just, and by saying that to yourself, you're just re- reiterating it to your brain. So I'm, then you start to believe it.
1: Yeah. You know, look, your brain, it works for you. It's not in, it's it's not in, it's not in another entity. That's your soul. Okay. That's completely different, but your brain works for you. Look, it, you ever, um. Uh, Everything about think about buying a new car or your buddy gets a new car and then you see that car everywhere?
2: Yeah. Uh, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Sure, right. Well, that's what your brain does. When you're thinking about it, it points it out. Oh, I'm thinking about a coffee cup. Oh, look, there's a coffee cup. Look, I know that's simple. But when you're looking for misery and disappointment and heartache, you're going to find it. Trust me. If Bingo. you're in a new relationship, you've just got out of a divorce, okay, you find somebody. But you know what? Everybody leaves you. It's just a matter of time. You could meet your soulmate. You will convince yourself that that person's going to leave. People don't realize how powerful your mind is. You think it's everybody else's fault. You have full control over what you see. Look, here's something really, really cool for you, okay? Everybody thinks that if you just popped your eyes out of your head and you came out, that everything else would look the same, okay? Our brain, okay, only picks up certain... Elements of light. Wi Fi, which we're talking about right now, we know it's real, right? We can't see it, right? Because our brain doesn't have the capability to see that.
2: Right. We can't see waves.
1: Right. Unless you
2: see them in the ocean.
1: That's right. We see so little of what is actually going on, right? When you convince your mind that everything is shit, okay? It will pick it out. You'll see it. Well said. I've done it. I didn't go to university. I didn't study any of this crap, all right? But now what's really, really hard about that is when you realize that's going on and you pump the brakes and you're like, okay, I'm going to see good stuff, but your mind's still seeing bad shit. That's when you think you're crazy, all right? But you, you got to keep the faith.
2: Well, even yeah. when you when – you, See, I, and positive psychology is a great thing because I, 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 I'm fully for saying that everything is going to be okay, mm-hmm. but when you can't, you can't convince yourself when you are in the depths of hell. Yes. And you can't honestly see that, that that's just one side of the coin. Cause the other side, you just got to flip the coin over, but you can't figure out how to flip the coin over.
1: And and I'm a bit of a lone wolf, I'll be honest with you, because well, I can't really find anybody like me. That's that's the only reason I am like that, right? But the problem is, is that I was never big on support. Okay, I'll figure this out on my own. Screw all of y'all, right? Yeah. But how'd that work out for you? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But the interesting thing is exactly like you said, when you can't see any good, okay, you can't see any good. Okay. I don't, I don't care who you are. Support you get two or three people they'll be able to say hey but what about this and they'll point out something good to you and you won't be able to argue with it you won't you'll be like ah, okay yeah fine my mom and dad love me whatever right and it's something small right but your mind will block that out so if you're out there and you're thinking <clears throat> look I don't want to talk to anybody all right da 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 whatever no it's you need to hear what they see that's what's so important because you can't see it you're you're hurt, you're injured, whatever, right? But you can't see it anymore. And that's why it always confused me with the suicide rate with the emergency services because when you say suicide, you think to yourself a certain type of person, somebody who's lost everything, something, who, you know, a divorce, uh, no job, no nothing. These people were high-ranked officers, wonderful family, great kids. Why were they showing suicide? It's their perspective, okay? Wow. Look, you you can you can have a you can have a million people calling you fat and ugly, but if you think you're gorgeous, buddy, you're a looker, right? It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. But in the contrast, you can have a million people tell you you're the most incredible person. You're wonderful. Everybody loves you. If you don't believe it, that's the end of the game.
2: Bingo. That's, that's Bingo. That was the premise of this Part of this show, actually, because Tim and I have had many conversations about self-love and I am a self-loather and my, my wife says it to me all the time about how everybody loves me and this, that, and the other thing. But the problem is, is that I don't, it's, it's scary. It's scary to see. And it's scary to even think that I could feel that way just because in my own mind, I'm not that i see all my flaws i see the failure i see the ghosts i see the trolls i see the witches man i see all the spells
1: yeah and then that's i i I think that's there to build your character it's like training okay most well most people never feel that okay but you have both spectrums so you get to experience both it develops your character is what it does cuz most people out there are very cocky and laughing and that, but they never feel that insecurity right and by you feeling that it makes you better it doesn't make you arrogant it makes you real and people feel that you know that stuff that we can't see and we can't touch that that authentic character that you have people feel it Right. And that's, and that's the difference. So, so don't as painful as that stuff is. Cause I feel that I do. I feel it. It's turning you into something else. Like it, it's turning you into something bigger than what you think you could be. And everybody else sees that. And I, what I think is really cool in about five or 10 years, you'll start to see it.
2: Jesus That'll Christ. Be- I'll be 60 by then.
1: <laughs> right. And then, and then you'll look back and you'll go, what well, was I worried about 50 the same way I yeah. looked at pictures of when I was 20 and I thought I was fat. Are you kidding me? If you held me up to a high powered light, you'd be able to see through me, but I thought I was fat, right? And in in 10 years, you'll realize that all that insecurity, all that stuff that you went through, it was to build you into whatever it was supposed to be when you were 60. And what's really cool is that modern medicine after this whole pandemic and all this, what we've learned about the human body is incredible. So the average age of a person living will be anywhere between 100 and 105, which means you've got 40 years to enjoy what you've crafted over 50. Now that's living. It's not making and paying bills. Okay, that's what bosses want. But you're developing your spirit, your soul, your everything. And that's, I'm sorry, what else are we here to do?
2: Right. And, <laughs> right. That actually, kind of gives me the perfect segue. It's uh, the idea is to not die with your music still inside you and i am finding that voice and actually with tim and i being able to do this week after week i mean we're two years into this now and there's no there's like i just see the road ahead like i see episodes like i've already got episodes set i'm like so the futures it keeps rolling it keeps compounding
1: that's because you're tapping into it look your human brain it can do that It. it it's the most miraculous thing in the universe is a human brain and and you're starting to tap into it instead of making money and doing a job you're developing Cause that's a that's a different human okay well, here, I like that
2: is that really the definition of self-development though isn't that the, is de- isn't that well like isn't that the best I should say that should be the best definition of self-development
1: yeah and you know when you, th- when you think about it it's so poetic because if you, if you go after the money and the charms, Okay, what do you get? You get the money and the charms, okay? You get the fast cars and the big houses. If you go after the stuff that you're going after, it pays off so much more. It is really the devil's bet and the other one. You can go after the money if you want. You can go, hey, listen, study financials, go to Walmart, go to Wall Street, right? Learn how to work numbers and you'll be rich. That's the way it works, okay?
2: Most of those people are, and a lot of those people are miserable. Alcoholics with substance abuse issues, with PTSD, with all kinds of issues, because they're afraid that the stock market's going to tank and everything that they have is going to go.
1: Are you? Have you not seen The Wolf of Wall Street? That's exactly- oh yeah,
2: absolutely. That's yes. Well, look at Bernie Madoff.
1: I mean, that's the exact. Yeah, the only reason they do those drugs is to feel anything. Right. Most people don't realize that these people, the, the brokers, they get their money because they're talking people into investments. You're taking people's money. There has to be a byproduct to that. You can't go home and have nice turkey dinner with your family after you've done something. Okay. And, and just because we don't understand our psyche doesn't mean it doesn't affect us. Now you take the path that you and Tim have gone. Will I mean, oh my God, the dividends will be ridiculous. Okay. When you're in your fifties and your sixties, you'll enjoy everything and they'll regret everything. Regrets—the only thing I know that gets heavier as it gets older. So Dude, often- you're
2: you're not kidding, man. I the and well the the idea that we carry around our our failures or what we view as failures and not learnings because it really does come from that mindset of are you a growth mindset or are you a depleted mindset and. And until you really sit down and start to pick the layers apart and you start to peel the onion back, because I love onions. I I eat raw onion sandwiches all the time, love them. And you start to peel that onion back and you start to realize, wow, this affected, this affected this, but this came from this. And then you start to see how you can pick the puzzle apart and the threads come out and then you can, you can weave a new tapestry.
1: And if you, if you want to really blow your mind up, instead of looking back with that mentality look forward how many different things can happen like i say i have a lot of tattoos right but this one right here is probably the most important one it's a mathematical equation right and it's it's dubbed the fingerprint of the universe it's it it goes one two three five seven and it expands and expands and expands and expands it's like a, a seashell right and if you look up the fingerprint of the universe that's that's what it is it always reminds me that a universe itself is constantly expanding constantly it's only the human mind that makes you think you're boxed in
2: absolutely and what people don't like what we don't look at in western society and western culture I, not all of us i mean unfortunately you get the you get the tag oh woke you know we got to we got to quantify it and then we get all this shit but yep. what we don't realize is that we are all energy every single one of us is just an energy body mm-hmm. that that has every unlimited resource there is. Unfortunately, we get mired in all the things that we see and we get stuck in those cycles and patterns. But I I don't think that that necessarily answers all the questions of the world because there's been a lot of things that have, as we've seen in the free world that we're answering to right now yep. and it's and and we also see the downfall of our mental health we see w- w- what has happened in in 2020 throughout the world we still see it going on right now as we speak you know and and other parts of the world where they're just blowing each other up again mm-hmm. and it's like and I know we're in a different pair like I realize I'm looking at it from the standpoint that this is the break apart of the old paradigm, setting up the new paradigm, but I think the scary part of it is, is that the new paradigm that so many people are pushing for is not the paradigm that is actually the best paradigm because they're still trying to hold on to these old values that just don't service anymore.
1: Well, you you it's so true. I mean, you'll see that just in the stock market, just in the economy. Um, obviously, um, there are better ways to fuel. And in cars obviously right right but when you look at the entire economy is set up on an old system that's okay you're you're gonna have to take the money away from the rich people okay or get them to reinvest somehow all right and the problem is is the the mentality that we have for mental health is exactly the same way all right we uh, my generation our generation are still fighting the mentality of what our parents think sure right? So now you take individuals like myself, right? And yourself that are trying to change that mentality, right? Unfortunately, in our, especially in the fire service and in, in our life, uh, tradition's a big thing. Sure. Right. Exactly. Tradition, as far as I'm concerned, is just peer pressure from dead people. Like, I just look, you <laughs> to, like, please stop it. Like, I just, you know what you have lived now you've died and I have to live your way. Like, it's just, it's absurd to me, but some people will actually celebrate this. Like, the number of times I was at the fire service, and people would go, hey, Carl, that's tradition. I'd be like, but it's dumb. Okay, (laughs) here's the great thing. Tires on a fire truck, okay, steel rims, right? Yes. Way back on the day, way back in the day, they used to be wooden spokes, all right, when they used to be pulled with horses, okay? And at the end of every night, they used to water down the tires, all right. And they would keep them tight on the, the wood thing. I got hired in 2002. Okay. When I got hired, one of the older guys every night used to wash down the tires on the truck because that's what they used to do back on the day with wooden spokes. I said, so why are you washing, why are you washing down the tires? He says, oh, well, back in the day, they used to do that with wooden spokes. You used to keep the tires tight. I said, but it's a metal frame. Yeah, but that's what we do. (laughs) That's what we do. It's been 40 years, 50 years since we've had those those tires. But that's how deep-seated this is. Look, this was not a stupid person. This was an intelligent man, right? You know, good father, uh, good husband, good, all that stuff. But that's how deep-seated tradition is. So when you take mental health and it's that deep-seated, I mean, I knew that unless I threw myself at this problem, because I started doing a blog, right? And then I did podcasts, podcast and that's, and I realized that unless you're all in, nobody's listening, right? Everybody is so busy. Okay. Do you realize the level that you have to vibrate at just to get people to notice what you're doing? It's extraordinary.
2: It's hard to, it's hard to vibe at a frequency all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. without
2: a lot of work so it's interesting to hear a guy from your background talk about frequency did you are you do you meditate do you like what is like what is some of your like we're we're really big on tips and tools here so what are what are what are a couple of things that you do to keep your mental health or, or to keep yourself going and like share a couple of things
1: Sure, well, I, I would love to. Um, look, when, when everything fell apart with me when I went off with PTSD, depression anxiety, I I'm a I study stuff. Okay. When when something's attacking me, I want to learn everything I can about it. I didn't study mental health because I didn't believe in it. Okay. And you everybody's telling me, oh, you've got mental health issues. I'm like, look, fine. I look, I would have admitted to breast cancer. All right. Just I need to get off the job for a bit. Like I knew that, right? If you say I got PTSD, depression anxiety, I'll take it whatever right now uh, sorry I, I lost my train of thought there we were talking oh what i do that's right so i started studying um what people did after they had their legs taken out um comeback stories um people who have fallen from fame and worked their way back musicians mathematicians physicists um actors anybody anybody who had fought their way back right a large majority of these people went through mental health issues Right, I learned a lot about a lot of people. Richard Dreyfus, I had no idea he was bipolar and all that. I learned about oh,
2: ab- absolutely, man, right, absolutely.
1: The- so what I started to understand is, okay, look, you can you can concentrate on mental health all you want, right? But the problem is, is no different than the car analogy. I'm not going anywhere if this is broken. All right, so I started understanding diet. All right. Cause look, I, I hadn't eaten a vegetable in four years. All right. This was terrible. I was living off Coca-Cola and beef jerky. And that's the other thing. Mental people don't realize about mental health is that it, 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 mental illness is it'll take away your appetite. And guess what? When your appetite goes, there's no fuel. Okay. So what I started to realize is that my body was decaying. So even though I didn't have any appetite, what I did was I went towards protein shakes all right cuz i knew i had to get nourishment into my body okay after i started to understand this this is when i started to understand the meditation i started understanding frequencies right started understanding that 99.9% of an atom is nothing okay so if the, if you put anything on our planet under a high enough powered microscope you will see through it okay so just because i can't see through that table doesn't mean it's not. You start to understand that there's more going on than what you can see, all right? And if that's the case, I'm using every resource I can get my hands on. I don't care if I don't believe in frequency. I'm gonna learn about it. I'll tell you what, I didn't understand what electricity was. I enjoy the benefits of it every single day, don't I? Yes. So maybe it's time that I start understanding this world that I live in, Okay, if I'm gonna fix what's going on between here, instead of just going, "Here's a problem, my neighbor's an asshole, I need to fix that." No, let's let's get above this problem. All right. So by understanding that we are not just this meat suit, right? That we're, (laughs) we're a lot more than this. Okay, what this does is it ups the odds for an individual, and you go, "Wait a minute, okay, well, I can up my odds here." Right. I started to understand the benefits to calming your mind. You're allowed to not think about anything. It's cool. All right. I used to think constantly because I was afraid of that void. Well, then I started to realize what is this void that I'm afraid of? Well, that's that the curiosity kills a cat. Yes. So I remember saying to Miss Jackie, I need you to hold the rope. I'm going in. I started I started ordering tapes for uh, uh, 432 frequencies for my ears because I started understanding what the properties of heavy metal music was on water and what classical music was on water. When you froze it, there's a there's a uh, is,
2: tell us about this because we're metalheads. So I'm interested to hear like this dichotomy because I love classical music, too. So.
1: Right. So if you take water, OK, and you blast Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, uh, Motley Crue, Cinderella, whatever. Right. Yeah. There you go. Right. You get all that going. Right. And you blast it at that water and you freeze it. OK. While the music's playing. Now we take uh, Beethoven, Mozart. We play that. Now, when you freeze that, when you look at the crystals of the Mozart, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Like it's all symmetrical. It's beautiful. You look at the heavy metal, awful. All right. It's all it's weird. And you you research this on the internet. Now, we are how much percent water? Okay. So we start to understand that frequency of, you know, I'm not saying metal's bad. That's not what I'm saying. No, I know
2: you're not. I know you're not.
1: What I am saying is that these frequencies have an effect on water. Now, let's blow that concept up to us. Instead of a glass of water, we're looking at 200 pounds of water walking around. Now, what if I was to expose all those cells to that music for at least three hours a day? Look, i may not see the benefits but science tells me something's happening so i'm rebuilding my dna from the core level now okay i'm not worried about all the things that are making me unhappy i'm now rebuilding myself i understand that my brain does stuff that i don't consciously understand my blood pressure stays at 120 over 80. My temperature of my body is 98.6. My brain does that. If I cut myself and I don't realize it, two days later, there'll be a scab there. So I start to understand that there's a lot more going on with my body than just what I'm thinking about. So what if we start repairing it from the core level? So this is what I did. Wow. Started started ordering tapes that were 432
2: uh, hertz. So you – so – so we've talked about this a lot because I use binaural beats a lot. I, I, I swear by them for sleep and I, I, I've tapped into some frequencies that I could literally feel c- sort of circulate through my brain. Like you could feel it literally.
1: Yes, you will. Absolutely. That's And the, the thing is, is that, look, they teach fractions in school, okay? And they teach you how to work for an employer right they don't teach this
2: no and that's part of the
1: problem so so the thing is is that just because they don't teach us that's kind of like a guy getting hired on the fire department um gaining five pounds a year for 30 years and then turning back to the city and going you made me fat i ate all those meals at work Well, you could have worked out. You could have watched your diet. That's our society right there in one sentence. Right. So now that I start to understand that, wait a minute, I used to go into a gym and beat the shit out of my body for an hour and a half, okay? You're suggesting to me that I can sit on a couch and listen to 432 frequencies, beautiful music for 45 minutes, and my digestive system is like it's never been before? That's incredible!
2: Wow, you got to share, you got to share whatever those four hundred and thirty, like whatever that particular th- program you were talking about is, though.
1: Well, you know, it's just it's it's frequencies, right?
2: Oh, all right. So you're just finding the different frequencies and yeah. solfege okay. and all the other stuff.
1: You go to YouTube and put in four hundred thirty-two right. hertz. Music. Oh yeah,
2: yes, yes.
1: Okay. Now, oh, if, you, if you notice, all our music is four hundred and forty hertz.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Right. Okay. So the thing is, is that what they did with studies is that they found out by 440 hertz, it makes people more um, submissive. Okay. They go to work. They just work. They work. 432 wakes up stuff. Okay. Now look, in a society that we are living in, we cannot have everybody wake up and go, I want to find fulfillment. No, people need to go to work. All right. So look, as a society, we can't do that. But that doesn't mean a handful of us can, right? In school, we can, look our the way our planet is devised; it wouldn't work. Okay, but this doesn't mean you can't teach your kids it. Like, it I, doesn't mean you can't do like a, a balance either. You know, I think a balance of of either or. Look, you know, I, d- d- we work a lot harder than I think we have to, right? You know, if if we implemented half an hour, 45 minutes of sat on a couch or walking around the house doing housework with that on. And when you hear that music, you'll know exactly what I mean. It's gorgeous to listen to. You feel good after. You do that consistently five times a week, right? You'll get to the point you'll look forward to it. You'll play it in the background in the house. Like it'll be on. You won't even notice it. But the fact of the matter is, is the cells in your body do. You don't have to understand it like just get out. If most people kind of just got out of their own way and realized that there are bigger things that we don't understand. OK, we don't, you know, we, we, we walk by ants on the on the sidewalk all the time. Do you think they understand our economic structure? Well, there's stuff going on that we don't understand either.
2: Carl, we, have, uh, we always finish up the podcast with three questions that we ask every one of our guests. Uh, two semi, one, one semi-serious, one not-so-serious, and then one grandiose one at the end. So I'll let Tim start.
0: Carl, do you have a favorite or least favorite word? Uh,
1: least favorite
0: word? Yeah, or a favorite word, or both.
1: No, my least favorite word is can't. You know, if through these four years of studying the human brain, right? Because that's what I did, I understood that that is probably the biggest cop out a human being can do. Look, I'm I'm a firefighter, I break stuff for a living, I don't know how to do anything. Look, I, I didn't think emails would ever catch on. All right, that's how techy I am. And I built a podcast. I had no idea how to do it. If you want something bad enough, it's yours. Right, that's the test to get it. So if you if you utter "I can't," that's a decision. All right, that's you have to understand that. That's a decision. look, it's not going to be easy to get it. Please, nothing's easy. If if it was easy, it would be easy. But the word "can't." As soon as I hear the word "well," I can't do that. Done. I, I I'm sorry. Like I realize I'm talking to a different person.
2: Wow. All right. So the next question is cat dog or other as far as pets go oh you have (laughs) yes because i because we talk about pets all the time because pets are a very big important part to my life and to a lot of people who suffer from mental illness
1: my uh my son actually he was attacked by a dog on the face boom oh oh 15 stitches. Terrible. And it was a family member's dog, which made it ever, even worse, right? So, look, I, I'll be honest with you. I I just had the view, look, dogs stay over here. I'll stay over here. Whatever. I I just I understand people like them. All right, but I'm going to stay out of it. When I went through the PTSD, depression, anxiety, Miss Jackie, she had a little dog, okay? It was called Mr. Preston, right? <laughs> and, uh, it was a I forget what kind of, Pomeranian and so I don't. I forget. And it was a little dog, right? So the fact is, is that this little dog, when I locked myself away when I first went off, would bark at me constantly, right? He'd just constantly bark at me. The only problem with little dogs is you you can't kick them, okay? You can't. <laughs> if a person would have came in and said, "You need to get outside. You need to do something," I would have punched them and thrown them out of the house. That little dog. Finally got me to put a leash on it. Okay, fine. I'll take you around the block. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. That little dog made me do that every single day. That walk turned into a workout. All right. Which turned into losing five pounds. Which turned into building a blog. Which turned into a podcast. Which turned into a Facebook live show. I don't think I would have got off that couch if that dog wouldn't have barked at me. So look, when it comes to animals... When it comes to animals, I always say this. If you feel like a human being can't reach you anymore, like you have given up on people. I've been there. I say put an animal on that job. Dog, cat, alligator, falcon, Pikachu, whatever. I don't (laughs) care. But if you put an animal on it, they talk in a different way. All right. And this is from somebody who didn't like dogs. All right. This dog saved my life. I now have five of them. Look, I understand how these things make me feel. So I said to Jackie, get me more, more. more. <laughs> right? So I've got one that's a bit of a rescue, and I've got three chinchillas. It's our Mexican connection. <laughs> so we have Stuart Little, we have Daisy, and we have Kevin Costner. So, yeah. look. So animals, look, when it comes to mental health, people say stupid shit sometimes, even when they love you. All right? But guess what? Animals don't do that. They just love you, right? They're not going to leave you. They're not going to do anything. And you can't get in your own head about their actions. Look, the number of times I used to say, oh, this person said this, and this person's done this. It was all the mental illness. I think I thought that about my dog. It gave me a break. I didn't feel like I had to figure everything out. That's exactly why Will asked this question right
0: there. Yeah,
2: dude, you, you, you know, a lot of people look at it in the way of, you know, pet, but I really try to get at the root of it because like animals speak a different language.
1: No, it's almost like your brain has said, look, people are fucked done. All right. Now try this because you know what? Obviously I couldn't communicate with people anymore. I used to yell at them. I, 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 I muddled their words around. Somebody would say something. I thought they meant something else. Oh, right. So I just didn't like being around people. So it's almost like God or whoever it is that you believe in went, Okay. Let's take it down a notch then. Hang out with dogs for a while. You know what? Funny thing is, when I was out walking with the dogs, dog people are weird. They wave at you and they talk. <laughs> Odd. <laughs> we talk to people again. I felt comfortable waving. I would have never done that without that dog. So this is merit. Awesome. There's merit to it. Trust me. It's not just oh they're cute because trust me they're a pain in the ass. They shit on the floor. They <laughs> you, they cost you all kinds of money. Vet bills are ridiculous. Look, they're a pain in the ass, but it's a pain in the ass that you need. That's all. Not everything's gonna be easy here. All right. So people go. I don't want a dog. I don't need the trouble. No, you need the trouble. Trust me, you need it. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> I
2: love it. All right, Timmy, wow. take us home.
0: That was awesome. First of all, cool. The last question we have is if there was something that you could do or you would like to see done to mental health as a whole, without any kind of restraints, what would it be?
1: Oh, this is an easy one. Easy. Um, as they say, the youth is a future. All right. You, sometimes you have to give up on our age like you do. It's like, Oh, you guys are messed. being able to teach us in schools. Being able to teach meditation in grade one, like grade one, like God, it's like it's gym class. You know what I'm talking right. about, right? Exactly, exactly. Under, understand the power of breathing and what it actually does for your brain. Most people don't realize your brain is encased in your skull; it can't see anything. Okay, it's just getting information from your five senses. Okay, so when mental illness gets in there and it says, "Oh my God, there's panicky," it will send adrenaline to your body, which will so, induce a panic attack do you realize by deep breathing that sends a message to your brain that everything must be cool look when you're scared how do you breathe (laughs) you breathe deep guess what tells your brain that everything's okay now here's the trick try doing it when you're scared
2: see look at that he's talking no it's all good it's all good
1: (laughs) that that damn kevin costner
2: Kevin Costner's, well, no, Kevin Costner's a chinchilla. I don't think chinchilla's uh, bark, dude.
1: <laughs> oh, there we go. So, yeah, no, you know what? If, if they were able to implement this in the schools, okay, believe it or not, a lot of kids would teach parents, you need to just breathe. Just everybody calm down, right? Um, I understand there's union problems. There's all kinds of logistics. There's all kinds of this. There's all kinds of that. But until people start realizing that unless you start teaching this, it's like not teaching nutrition in schools. There was a span where they started teaching that and they went, wow, you know, maybe there's something to kids being healthier and sitting through classrooms. You talk to any teacher. okay? if that kid's had breakfast, they'll sit in the class. That's it.
2: Right. Well, that's why I think we really miss the boat with mental health when we don't talk about everything. We, Because we we like to talk about, oh, well, you know, go listen to a tape about positive mindset or go find a therapist or something. But what we don't acknowledge is the fact that every single thing that happens to you or you put into your body or you put into your mind or you put in front of you affects you in one way or another.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's so true. And, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but they talk about mental health in the emergency services. Look, in the 70s, we went through a thing called bad backs. OK, if you had a bad back, you were basically off work. You couldn't work. Every employer out there was terrified of their employee getting a bad back because they had to pay for it. So what did they do? They started implementing physiotherapy. They started inter- imp- implementing chiropractors. Look, if you got a bad back, let's get that guy fixed and back on the trucks. Right. Mental health is no different. Until these cities start to realize that this mental health game is not about feelings and people feeling good, but it's a money thing. Look, you're suffering with depression or anxiety. I don't care if you have 4% body fat. If you can't get off the couch, you're not going to work. That costs the city money. Once these cities start to realize that we can educate these people with mental health problems, guess what? There isn't a firefighter out there that does not love going to work. Okay, they don't want to be off work. They want to be back at work. But the problem is, is the city looks at it as well. You know what? We're not going to invest in mental health because well, it's all just talk, isn't it? You know what? Somebody said that about penicillin once, that's just another medicine. It's a joke. It's, It's a joke. And unfortunately, until we, the general population start to go, you guys are wrong. That's when they'll change it. But until then, they'll they'll let us keep working broken. Sure. Why not? He'll cost them too much money and then they'll fix it. No different than the chiropractor. Right. Right. So, right. As far as I'm concerned, mental health needs to be taught to the kids right from the word go has to at at least let them know it exists, even if you're not going to teach it to them. Right. Exactly. Let them know it exists. Let them
0: know kind of like, what will said. whatever you're consuming. Like when you, you know, sure. You, you want to make a choice to eat, you know, junk food all day, but Mm -hmm. understand that at the end of the day, when you feel like shit,
1: that's a reason why. Okay. Free will's a bitch. (laughs) It's so much easier. If somebody just told me what to do, (laughs) I'm sorry. Look, here's the thing. Nobody is making me eat two big Macs. Nobody's making me do that. All right. There is nobody here stopping me from working out. If you work out, Carl, we're going to be upset with you. No, we do it. All of us. Right. And once we get a handle on that, we go, wait a minute. We actually have some control. It's amazing what that will do for your mental health. This was
0: a fantastic conversation. I mean, I literally have chills, I have the hair standing up my arms. Um, I, 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 I think it's just it was powerful. It was inspirational. It was educational. Um, Carl, where can people find you
1: if they oh, want to find no, you? I'm- I'm a very very simple man this way. I don't do any promotions or nothing like that. But you can find me on uh, PTSD Bunker Gear for Your Brain on Facebook, and uh, just Carl Wagon on Facebook. That's that's there. I post funny. All right. There. So yeah. So they, really, I don't have a lot of media, but it's just a, it's a quiet little message that I hand out to those that want to hear.
2: It. Awesome. Thank you so much. And until next week, be well. Be safe. Be uh, uh... Down on my knees Begging for approval From a captor I can't name
1: This ain't fiction It's a real life or a show
2: Despair and mayhem
1: race between the four, another scene from the midnight movies of my life, unmasked master villain, I'm holding the knife.